I'd like to talk about why we're doing the 966 podcast and give our, our listeners and, and viewers a little bit of a background on what we're doing. The 966 is a play on the country code for Saudi Arabia, but um, we've been producing the most widely read daily email newsletter on Saudi Arabia um, for over a decade. And this podcast is a natural offshoot of that. Um, we're neck deep in um, U.S.-Saudi relations, Saudi news every single day. Richard, talk a little bit about why the 966, why we're doing the 966 um, and sort of what we want to achieve with this. Yeah, like you say, we've been uh, we've been in the weeds on this for over a decade. I don't know how many how many editions of the newsletter have we done? Over five thousand? Five thousand, at least. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's it's we obviously have social media, significant social media presence. Same deal. Uh, talking about Saudi Arabia, talking about the U.S. interest in Saudi Arabia, talking about uh, what Saudi Arabia thinks is important. Um, this discussion this podcast is a natural extension because i think in this way we can we can not only capture in a timely way things that happen on a weekly basis but also we're going to have features of people we find really interesting most of them will be saudis uh which is always the best uh perspective to get but uh in, in the bigger picture i mean who why does anybody care about saudi arabia and that i mean there's 195 countries in the in 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 the world um the UN classifies probably 125 of them as developing. Saudi is a developing country. And I think most Americans could be could name how many, how many countries? 40, 50? That's generous. But yes. <laughs> Everybody knows Saudi Arabia. Why? Now, Saudi will tell you in all seriousness, it is because Saudi Arabia is blessed. They feel extremely fortunate. They feel like they're a, a, a country on which Allah has smiled. And in many ways, you can't argue with them. I mean, Saudi Arabia has the second largest oil reserves on the planet, second to, to you know, a proven oil reserves, second to Venezuela. And not only are they, you know, the second largest, but they're some of the most cheaply extracted. Um, and I might add that through the result of a very uh, responsible management over the decades, Saudi Arabia is a significant player in energy markets, uh, unlike Venezuela because they've done their investment, they've done their planning, they, they've, they've been better stewards. Um, so right there, that's, that's a distinctive feature of a country that no other country in the, in the world can claim outside of the US and Russia in terms of volume of, of production. Um, <clears throat> additionally, uh, 1400 years ago or so, uh, uh, Muhammad, who was, you know, a, an orphan raised by his granddad and uncle, uh, started um, hearing messages from the angel Gabriel. And he has, took these messages and, and created and led the, the, uh, the second largest monotheistic religion in the world. I mean, Islam has... 1.8 to 2 billion followers now, second only to um, Christianity, which probably has 2.4, but, you know, the, the Islam is growing much faster. You know, the vast majority of these people, the people practicing Muslims, look to Mecca and Medina. They, you know, the, the, the seat, the, the sort of center of this great religion happens to be in Saudi Arabia. And the Saudis, in turn, have been pretty good stewards of these holy places. 
And that gives them additional clout, additional importance. Uh, one which, like the energy, they've taken very seriously. So, so there's two things that are, are unique to Saudi Arabia. Again, one of 195 countries, but these are two significant uh, factors that make Saudi Arabia very important to us. Uh, a third might be, if you look at the map, uh, that Arabian Peninsula is, is, is like a, a hinge between Europe, the Levant, uh, Africa, um, the Indian subcontinent, uh, you know, bordered by the Gulf on one side and the Red Sea on the other. Geostrategically, it's ex exceptionally important. Um, so there's three. I mean, Ghana may have many things going for it, but it's not geostrategically important. Uh, nothing to say against Ghana. I'm just saying that these are the reasons why Americans know about Saudi Arabia. Um, um, the, the difficulty is, is, is most Americans have fairly atrophied or, or sort of stuck in amber perceptions of the country. And that's part of what we do. Uh, so if you, if, if you posit that, that Saudi Arabia is important and important to the U.S., I... Uh, it's probably worthwhile to understand it a little better, which is everything we've been trying to do. And that's what we're trying to expand on this podcast is have uh, a broader range of discussions that get to deeper and, and more complex issues that actually mean something. Um, so that's the reason why people should be interested in Saudi Arabia and why the U.S. should care whether Saudi Arabia succeeds or fails. I will say I have a personal interest, and I think you have a personal interest because I think Saudi Arabia is fascinating. Um, I have a lot of close Saudi friends. I've spent, you know, going back to the 80s, have lived there, traveled there. The region is fascinating to me. Um, what it's trying to accomplish, I refer to it as an experiment all the time. And that's not meant to be denigrating. It's because, you know, in an experiment, you don't know the outcome. And this is true. Same with the U.S. You know, we don't know what the outcome is going to be. You don't know what the outcome. Saudi Arabia has been stable, stable for since 1932, basically. <clears throat> and, and it's had overall pretty good uh, management, so to speak. Um, but it's in a significant period of transition now. I remember um, going to a, a, an old village north of Riyadh. This is probably in the early aughts. And it was like out of National Geographic. I mean, you had very narrow, mud-thatched, you know, houses and, and little plaza and, you know, whatever wood was around was over the threshold. It was, it was, again, as primitive as you can imagine. And uh, the friend I was with, we, we went back up the road and we were back into, you know, larger houses and more modern houses and more in the Saudi style, you know, 10, 15,000 square feet walled in. And I said, well, when, when was, you know, when, when did people, when, when, what was the last family that moved out of that village we just left? And he said, 1972. And I said, I mean, the, the pace of change and the things that are going on and have gone on in Saudi Arabia, what they're trying to accomplish is fascinating from, from a personal perspective, but also, as I said, there's plenty of other reasons to be interested in Saudi Arabia and, 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 and to try and understand why uh, things happen the way they do and, and, and maybe you know, better understand how the U.S. can be supportive or not or respond to it in, in, a, in a useful and productive way. Yeah, it's a... I think many people would agree that it is one of the most interesting countries in the entire world just on what they're doing now today. And you and I are in it every single day, but it, 
it's like right now they're working on transforming their economy from totally run on oil to one that is powered by, uh, in part, uh, an investment fund that is you know going to reach four hundred billion dollars in the next year. Um, they're changing everything so quickly, and no day is boring. And that's what's going to make this a great podcast: is we're never going to run out of things to talk about because there's so much going on. I mean, just in every sector, uh, society, the economy. Um, it really is. I mean, it's a fascinating place, and it is very important to the United States. And like you said, perceptions are quite outdated usually. And what we're trying to do here is get beyond the headlines um, and discuss sort of some of the more nuanced things going on. If you really want to understand the country, tune in, hit the subscribe button.